Welcome to the Ben Don't Break podcast. I am Aaron Schweitzer, publisher of The Source. I'm joined by Nicole Vulcan, our editor. We are powered by The Source Weekly, Ben's locally owned newspaper. We are glad that you're taking some of your time to listen to us chat with the people who shape our local community. Today, we are speaking with Craig Bronner. Craig is a theater artist and educator that has called Central Oregon home since 2018. Originally from Louisville, Kentucky, he has starred in over 80 productions across the country with prominent regional theaters, as well as numerous workshops, readings, and devised pieces. He obtained his MFA in acting from the University of California, Irvine, and BFA from the University of Evansville. He is a proud founding member and current president of Ellipse Theater Company, ETC, 501c3 arts and education nonprofit located in Central Oregon. You can reach them on the web for more at www.etcbend.org. Craig, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Yeah, so tell us a little bit more about theater. It started in 2020, which is an ominous year. <laughs> and uh, tell us about its founding and, and what your mission is. Sure. So Ellipse, my favorite story about it is it really started around a dinner table uh, with fellow theater artists that I just love and admire. And what we were seeking to create was something new to cultivate in the art scene here in Central Oregon. And the biggest thing that came out of that meeting was we wanted to embrace all of Central Oregon, not just here in Bend. We wanted to have the arts come to Madras, Lapine, Warm Springs, Redmond, Sisters, Sun River. And that's where we developed this model that we call our roadshow, which sees our productions being mobile, highly accessible, and easily to tour throughout the state. Um, What also came of that was our mission for accessibility. Um, And key to that was making the arts affordable, making our educational programming accessible to all ages, and um, really creating more than just going to a show. We really wanted to cultivate an experience and to also maintain a conversation within our community, which is another key aspect to our immersive programming, which we're doing currently with the production of Fun Home, where we're doing um, additional play and activities, highlighting the themes and cultivating that conversation. I like the name Ellipse Theater Roadshow. That's, yeah. a, that's got a nice ring to it. Yeah, our actors that, that perform, they're like, I feel like a real actor because I'm on the road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you were telling us before we started recording that you, you were intentional about calling it com- theater community and not company. Yes. And so, and that kind of goes to um, a little bit of what you were just talking about. Maybe you want to elaborate, though. Sure, yeah. The, the, the sense of community was really key to us um, in our naming because we didn't want to feel like we were siloed or isolated just to be amongst ourselves. Um, That community piece is the arts community. It's our partnerships. It's, you know, our community here with The Source Weekly, here with Publication. And there's a way in our approach that we are incorporating, um, like St. Charles Healthcare as an example. They have not really been affiliated with theater or the arts, to my knowledge, but yet we've embraced them with our programming and they're involved with us. So that community aspect is is huge. What does it look like to take something like this on the road? Does it mean you're designing more mobile sets? I mean, do you bring your lighting with you? Like what does all that logistics entail? 
Well, in our very early beginnings, it looks like traveling <laughs> in my uh, Mazda. <laughs> as much as you can fit in the back of a, of a car or even a truck. Um, but we have to make sure, for me, uh, we can take any, any script, really, and you can parse it down. You don't need the elaborate set. You don't need the elaborate writing uh, or lighting. Um, if the writing is good... That's the base foundation. And I actually believe that our more simplified production approach really enhances the performance for the actors as well as the experience for the audience. Um, and every, every space is different. I mean, every show that you perform is going to be different. But when you're adding this layer of this weekend, we're in a yoga studio. This weekend, we're at Scale House Gallery. This weekend, we're at the Unitarian Fellowship. It adds this layer of newness and excitement that I think is just dynamic. Super you know, cool. I think the one of the best performances I saw when I went down to Ashland was Othello, and they did it so parsed down. Like mm-hmm. it was just white boxes. And was it in the black box? No, it was actually in their um, in their. I don't know what proscenium, the, like just yeah, the regular, the yeah. regular theater. Mm-hmm. But it was so stripped down. It was just basically the actors and and very limited set stuff it was and it was the best performance i saw down there it was very powerful yeah you uh, you eliminate distraction yeah mm-hmm. so craig we just read your bio you have you know you have a lot of bona fides you've been in so many plays and you know you were living in the los angeles area and now you're in bend what just tell us about the path why how come you're in bend as an actor what is that you know <laughs> We, we love, to hear, we yeah, love to hear the L.A. to Ben story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I, what brought me out to Los Angeles, I'll start there, was, I mean, I grew up in Louisville, Kentucky, um, small town. Yeah. Um, I didn't, not really a vibrant art scene where I grew up, but I had this passion for the arts. That was my escape. I escaped through movies. I would replicate scenes from the movie Forrest Gump and (laughs) my grandmother would give me a dollar at family parties and that was really like my my step into acting and I just had a lot of people that believed in me and I got great opportunities and one of those opportunities was going to uh, earn my MFA from uh, UC Irvine and I graduated from there in 2013 Um, or correction I graduated from there in 2016 I'm confusing it with my college um and i stuck around the los angeles scene and it was just while it was great it was just beyond competitive which i know is pretty common for for the arts world well especially in la especially in (laughs) la and my i was with my husband at the time and he's also an artist and he was also having this thought of changing career paths And so he actually applied to the Masters of Counseling program at OSU Cascades and was accepted. And for us, that was like, okay, let's let's do this. Let's let's make this move. And I'll admit I was pretty worried. (laughs) I wasn't sure what the art scene was like here in Bend. I had only visited a couple of times. I really hadn't immersed myself in it. But as an artist, you seek other artists and I just remember perusing through the Source Weekly, the Bend Bulletin, Googling where are the theater people <laughs> in mm-hmm. Bend, and I found them. And the thing that I've come to just love and embrace and, and highlight for people that are coming here is it really is a vibrant community. We have a 
beautiful arts and culture scene. There's so much here. There's our symphony, our dance. We have the Hayden Home Amphitheater. We have multiple theater production companies. There is always something happening and there's always something to immerse yourself in. And that's just, I think that that sense of, of bondedness and cultivation and we're here for you was something that I actually uh, missed in a larger city like Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can be really fractured, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it, Bend has, has a somewhat of a small town kind of caddy re, uh, reputation for theater companies, I would say. And it's good to hear your story about coming in and kind of finding that there's there was a supportive group. And, um, wh- and what do you... what is that some? I mean, coming from LA, where I imagine caddy has a whole different kind of term. How do you make that transition and start making friends here and in the theater world? What's that look like on the ground? I think what it looks like is it just um, for me put put your ego aside. Um, I'm, I'm obviously have a lot of credits. I'm trained, classically trained, and but in the end, I'm I'm a person. Yeah, and I think that that's what's key is that. Uh, Eliminate the ego, show up, and be here to to offer the best that you can to enhance this community. Um, I'm not here to make drastic changes. I'm here to, with the talent I have, do the best that I can. Um, and I do think that my professional background, granted there's less professional work here, that's not to say I can't bring a professionalism to our nonprofit, to community theater. I actually think that community theater is one of the most important aspects that any any county or state could have because it's all volunteer. You have people that are so beyond passionate and granted they may be inexperienced but they're not doing this for the money. They're doing this because they love it. Right. When you moved here, you mean it wasn't long before you helped to found Ellipse, but you know, you must have kind of been looking around a little bit and you know, what were your impressions of like what was kind of the gap the gaps in the theater community that you were hoping to fill? So my when I first arrived, I believe my initial reaction with the theater community here was I felt that as far as the productions, it felt it felt like community theater in the sense of it was safe. They, they, they would do drama. They would do comedy. They did the, the, the audience pleasing. And what excited me and so excites me is when theater artists and companies embrace new approaches, um, maybe new works, or they, they're doing uh, less known plays. Because I think that those are the stories that need to be heard. Um, for us, as an example... I was really key to create new work. I wanted to support new playwrights. And we actually did that with Beverly Allen's play, Craig Fox Had a Wife. And that is her autobiographical story about Mm -hmm. losing her husband during the Vietnam War. And that's a story that needs to be told. Yeah. That was so important for us. I guess. Sorry, Aaron. Sounds like um, you use the term audience centric or maybe did I just come up with that but you know I mean that's an interesting way to put it and and to say that maybe what you're you guys are trying to produce is stuff that's more for yourselves you're doing it more because this is a story that you personally want to tell regardless of who shows up 
Right. And I think, too, um, and I've seen this with a lot of professional theaters and community theaters, is there is this focus on this on the audience. And they get themselves in the mindset of, we have to do this show because our audience will like it. Or we can't do this show because our audience won't like it. Where I came in, Bend is growing. And you have your base audience here already, but you also have people that are moving here. And you also have to cultivate new audiences. Mm -hmm. You have to work with that child in an education setting or provide children's theater or something, arts accessibility, so that they, when they're an adult, like we are, they're giving back, they're contributing to that scene. And I think for us, um, for Ellipse, our, we just em- we embrace all people that could be part of our audience. Crackbox had a wife, we had veterans coming. They may have never stepped foot to go see a play, right. but sure. this is a play about the Vietnam War. We partnered with Band of Brothers and uh, Project Recovery and that grew an interest and they came in and quite a few of them stated that this was healing for them for that play yeah well this seems like a really good time to talk about fun home home. this is your production that is coming um upcoming here in june tell us what it's about so fun home is a phenomenal moving story it's based off the graphic memoir by allison bechdel Uh, which was published in 2006, which I really like to highlight because that was well before marriage equality. Uh, And the musical adaptation came out in 2015, and it was prominent because it was the first musical on Broadway history to feature a protagonist lesbian as the lead character. And Fun Home, in our musical version, follows Allison at three specific points in her life, when she's a young child, uh, and when she's in college, and then when she's in her uh, early 40s. And the whole show really is, I call it a memory play, because we're seeing these three distinct aspects of her life and her adult self interacting with those And it follows her as a lesbian in her 40s, reflecting back on her father, who in the 70s was a closeted gay man, and he actually committed suicide. And while that does seem like heavy subject matter, it's done so effortlessly. There's humor to it. Um, Kind of the the play on words with the the naming of the musical Fun Home is Allison grew up in a funeral home. (laughs) That was the... (laughs) family uh, business. I was going to say, it doesn't sound fun. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So uh, the kids, she and her brothers, they they titled their house The Fun Home. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I I will say it was very, very fun to try to find a coffin that we need to use for the show. (laughs) Sure, sure. (laughs) We actually had one built, so. (laughs) And it's going, if you want to find it, find it on top of Craig's Mazda. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, if it will fit. (laughs) (laughs) But it's uh, phenomenal music. It won... Uh, multiple awards. It was a finalist for the Pulitzer Prize in Drama. Um, And it's a a brisk 90 minutes. There is no intermission. And you just, from the moment it starts, you are immersed in this story. And it has an impactful emotional punch, I would say. So it's not just that um, 
there's more to tied to this play than just just your performance. It's running during Pride Month, and um, tell us a little bit about Project Pride. Yes, so uh, our production of Thun Home is in alignment with our immersive programming, and we are in collaborative partnership with the newly formed Little Town Productions, as well as Musical Impression Studios to really bring this all together. Mm-hmm. And with the Project Pride uh, programming and this immersive production aspect, we wanted to highlight the themes of, of the show. So really embracing the queer community here, queer artists especially, um, talking about mental health, suicide prevention, and that's where we developed some of these programs such as our panel discussion, our uh, art exhibit from that will be at Open Space called Contours of Personal Geography. Uh, we're also doing a cartoon workshop uh, and a film screening of the documentary Reflection of Self. So lots of community partnerships with that and um, a way for the audience to continue the conversation and have more of an experience than just our show. Um, That, uh, yeah, so one of the events that kind of caught my eye was the Current Threats to Equality Workshop. Um, It's an online discussion. Mm -hmm. It's happening on June 28th with Heather Sawyer. She's one of the authors of the Respect for Marriage Act and she's the current executive director of American Oversight. Um, and you know, she's going to talk about the current threats to equality, how people can be part of the movement. Just curious, like, how did how did it come about to get Heather to take part in that? You know? So uh, Corey uh, Cressy, who plays Bruce, the Allison's father, uh, actually has a background in politics. And he worked with, with Heather. And this was around the time that uh, they were forming the Marriage Equality Act. And with Fun Home, the book is a banned book. Uh, the musical, given the subject matter, it's, I would say, not everybody's cup of tea. And given the current climate, especially for, for trans youth, um, for the queer community just in general, sure. there's always a sense that uh, rights may be revoked or there's a sense of unsafety. And it's important to me as a gay man that this show be a a place of safety that people have the resources and they're equipped with with the tools and more importantly i would say the hope that this isn't going to be a forever forever thing and that online conversation i think my hope is that that's going to be a safe environment for people to to have hope and to Know that know that there are people here that are trying to make active change, even against a wave of of hate. Yeah, I guess that makes me kind of curious. Are there certain things that you, when you put on a production like this, that you consider in terms of safety for yourself, for your, um, for the folks who attend? Yep. So, uh, given the subject matter, uh, trigger warnings in our program, we're trying to be fairly uh, clear that this show is appropriate. 16 and up. We'll also have uh, Central Oregon Health Council present because they're doing their regional health assessment, what they do every five years. We'll have Mosaic Medical there as a resource table. So having people on site, but also having resources when people leave. Okay. I'm curious, given the kind of productions you're doing and and the kind of programming, I mean, it makes me reflect back on you know, the idea of you picking up from L.A. 
coming here. It's more than just doing theater. It's, uh, you know, it's being part of, you know, a wave of change. And what what were those thoughts as you were thinking, I'm moving to a small town in central Oregon from L.A. where, you know, that's a that's a pretty welcoming, got a pretty large welcoming community. Um, and while there's a community here, it's it's not like L.A. So what what goes into your mind when you're thinking about stepping into that realm? So I actually the the small townness of coming back of coming to Bend actually didn't face me because yeah. I grew up in small town. Right. Um, and coming to to that small town, I actually felt or coming here, I felt that there was more opportunity than I had. I know that's a weird. Uh, flip of the coin because you would think Los Angeles, millions of people, millions right. of opportunities, but to get into those rooms, more diversity, more diversity right. too. But to get into those rooms felt almost inaccessible <laughs> um, at times. Right, I would I would say. But when I came here, um, there's this smallness, there's this openness to it. Granted, our population smaller and our diverse population is smaller, but it is here, and. I feel that with what we have here currently, it can only grow and it can only improve. And I just, I felt nothing but opportunity here. Yeah, that's great. I would I would think there would be an aspect of bravery to stepping into the space in, in a community where, I mean, there, there have been productions similar, of course, here, but um, I don't think there's been a theater company that's really uh, embraced um, the movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely embracing it. And uh, I do want to highlight, it's not just me. Right. You know, like I have a phenomenal board. I When I was talking about Ellipse and that dining room table conversation, I'm still working with those people that we started around that dining room. And we're always inviting other people to join us. And our community and organization partnerships are really giving us this strong foundation for us to build this this house, right. I would say, um, it's it's been so humbling um, to to have that here in this community, and to have people that are that now that they're we're getting kind of a name for ourselves. They they hear about us. They're like, hey, I heard about you. I'm I'm curious. I like that we're having that curiosity. Yeah. Well, and you have community in your name, so yes, not, Commu- uh, <laughs> not lost. Yes, very important. <laughs> So as we're, you know, looking at the production of Fun Home and we've got uh, the Project Pride events this month, what do you hope the community learns from this slate of events or what do you hope they get out of it? Yeah, quite a bit. I just hope, um, I do think that this show is, there's something for everybody. It's not just exclusive to the queer community, Mm -hmm. but I do think for the queer community, especially to see a queer story portrayed on stage and truthfully on stage without the stereotypes associated to them. I think that's going to be impactful. I think just being immersed in, in queer art um, and, and getting an opportunity to go beyond the show, as I keep saying, but going beyond the show and, and cultivating that conversation will be key. And for audiences that don't identify as part of the queer community, this show in its essence is really looking back at your parents through adult eyes, which I believe that we've all have had (laughs) a a chance to, you know, my parents growing up were my heroes. And, but as I reflect back, it's like, 
they were people, they were flawed, yeah. they, they had their imperfections. And I think that that's something that audience members will take away from this as well. Well, this uh, this week's issue, we're recording this um, on June 1st, the day that our issue comes out that has a, you know, a slate of events just highlighting Pride events. So those of you listening, if you want to find out more, that's one place. And then where else can people find out about um, Ellipse and all the things you're doing? Yes, uh, you can visit us on our website at etcbend.org. You can also follow us on Instagram or Facebook by doing at ETC Bend. Uh, that would be the best way. I'd also encourage folks, if they want to stay up to date, to uh, join and sign up on our newsletter, which you can do through our website. Awesome. Well, what, what if we can, what's on, uh, not giving too much away, but what's your next project? Next project, it will be another touring show. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. So uh, I'm very excited because I love this playwright. We are doing Silent Sky by uh-huh. Lauren Gunderson. And it follows the 19th century early uh, astronomers, and it was a group of all women. And they were the first women to, or first astronomers really to um, observe and, and, and find the stars. Uh, okay. It's a very moving, humorous, uh, music filled play, and that's coming in September. And I can't reveal what is coming up in our next season but that will be soon cliffhanger cliffhanger. (laughs) craig thanks so much for being with us today thank you so much i really appreciate it thank you